Welcome to another Mother Runner. This is Sarah Bowen Shea. I'm joined by Maggie Palmer. Hello, Maggie. Hey, Sarah. Happy holidays to you. You as well. I can't believe it's, I think, a week from today. No. It, yes. Uh huh. Yeah. yeah. As we record this, it's it sure week. is. <laughs> it sure is. That would be, yep, being the 18th today. Oh, yes. And nobody we, panic. <laughs> Because it's less than a week away when you're all hearing this. (laughs) We're talking about Christmas. Uh, Yeah. I know there's um, many holidays, but that's, yeah, the big uh, freak out consumer holiday, I feel like. That is is true. Yeah. And it took me a while. I, I just, time seems to be speeding up as the year goes on. And I don't know, wasn't it just September? And so, and it took me until about... I don't know, halfway through December to be finally like, I got to get on this present buying thing. (laughs) (laughs) I got to go contribute here to the economy. (laughs) (laughs) Although I do have to say I've been making more charitable donations this year. So everything, yeah, everything from, I mean, giving a, mailing a tip to the gentleman who delivers my New York Times to the New York Times neediest cases fund that, that, that always just, pulls at my heartstrings the the cases that they do in there and, and alex is looking at me like yes no, yes i will not tip my new york times delivery person oh because the service is not good it just it's it's the oldest problem in the world that my newspaper <laughs> delivery is just all over the yard <laughs> never near the front hey crotchety 31 year old complaining i'm pulling it out of the bushes every sunday come on I just, I just can't believe that they can pay those people enough to make it worth their time to get up so early, package it, and still get it here so early. Maybe there could be a New York Times training program where you run and you carry like <laughs> 50 papers. I think that's a good idea because mine comes by really early. And if you're out running, I mean, she's going to get you. She's just <laughs> flinging those suckers enemies. <laughs> I like that you think that your delivery person is a woman. Do you know that for a fact? Oh, yes. I've seen her. Oh, fantastic. Flinging those things out the window. She flings mine right in the middle of my driveway so that my husband runs over it. Oh, (laughs) my my favorite is when it lands on. We have a porch. um, And so when it lands on the porch roof and I go out there and I'm like, where's my paper? Where's my paper? And then I see it up there. I'm like, oh, yeah, I got to get a broom to get it down. Wow, that's a big throw because I've been to your house. Right? Yeah, yeah because the, right, exactly because our house is set up from the street by you know a set of stairs and then a set of stairs to the um, porch. So, wow, yeah, quite an arm there on I'm William you, Brooks. You're running by and that hits you in the head. You know, lights out. <laughs> it's dangerous. That's why we're talking about treadmills. Right. 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 You oh, can get gosh. hit in the head by a newspaper. <laughs> Oh my gosh, Maggie, it's going to be one of those shows where I laugh like an idiot the entire way through. Um, yes. I won't stop so, until you're snorting and or can't breathe. <laughs> it's good to have goals, Maggie. It's good to have goals. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so we'll I will jump ahead to introduce the topic, but then we got to come back because you have some major 2020 news that I want us to share. So we will, I will, as Maggie alluded to, we're talking about treadmills. We're going to be talking with four mother runners who love the treadmill. And I want them to be able to share tips and perhaps change your outlook of what some people call the dreadmill or the instead mill. Because I have to say, I was in the I hate treadmill camps. I don't know if I told you this, Maggie, until last Friday when I got you, to try. You mentioned it. 
Yeah, when I got to try a Nordic track with iFit technology. Oh, I'm so oh my jealous. Gosh. Oh my gosh. So it was in the basement of this woman that I've known forever from my magazine days. And I, she and I literally ran into each other um, a couple months ago. So then when, when it was like, okay, how can Sarah get on one, you know, to, to test it out? And it's like, well, Marissa has one in her basement. And since that time, as a side note, Phoebe has been babysitting for Marissa's baby, um, Esme. Uh, so anyway, so I show up and her, uh, Marissa lives right over by John's high school. So I went over there straight away after dropping him off at high school. And I'm like, okay, fine. I'll test this treadmill in her basement. And I mean, my head was barely clearing the ceiling <laughs> and oh my gosh oh my gosh I mean I will talk more about it in the native ad but it, it my I am in love with the thing in and and um so you can choose from I'll just give a teaser you can choose from all these different locations and the one I ended up running the longest to is Croatia which before last Friday I would hear about people going to Croatia I'm like yeah whatever hmm, no interest in going now I'm like when can I book a trip to Croatia? I mean, the scenery was so beautiful and just mind blowing. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. So anyway, anyway, so we are going to talk to other people who are treadmill converts and find out uh, what floats their boat about treadmills. But back to you, Maggie, and your marathon news. I know, and I keep blaming you. And it was literally like those memes where it's like nobody dot dot dot, and then I'm like, fine, I'll do it. <laughs> it's like just this brief email with you and Katie where I was like, I'm thinking about running a marathon, and you're both like, yeah, yeah, okay, sure, if you want. And I was like, fine, I just signed up. Are you happy? <laughs> no, it was definitely like, wait a minute, was that peer pressure? Because I don't think that was peer pressure. Uh, so yeah, so so tell us what race it is, when it is, all that good stuff. Oh well, I'll be running the Blue Mile in beautiful Akron, Ohio, next <laughs> September. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh. Yep. 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 Yeah. The Akron Marathon. Mm -hmm. Close to home. So you can sleep in your own bed, make yep. your own gruel before you go out there and run 26.2 miles and <gasps> I have, have a the wall fam in there. My office, so I'm just going to fold it down and that's, <laughs> that's it. That's where I'll stay. <laughs> I've got it all. I've got like leading up to and after planned. And then in terms of the marathon, you know, I don't know. <laughs> It's a big mystery, but <laughs> I'm going to try to black out for like maybe five hours. I'm hoping. Oh my gosh. And do you have a training plan from the train like a mother club picked out? Well, of course I do. Although I'm still mm -hmm. deciding between two of them. Mm -hmm. um, okay. Which two? I mean, I'm not, I don't think I'm going to go out there and try to race it, but I'm not mm -hmm. going to run walk it. Okay. Yep. Maybe we'll see. Yeah. Oh, well I could peer pressure you on that Maggie. I've, I've seen you in races. So I say definitely, I think the there's a happy medium between those two, and that's where I'd steer you. Yeah, that's the one I'm going to go for. And I, yeah. of course, when I announced it on my Facebook page, I'm friends with a ton of Bammers. Uh -huh. And so everyone has already been weighing in. Weighing in, of course, of course. <laughs> I'm getting lots of advice already. <laughs> it's like when you announce you're pregnant, everyone's like, ah! <laughs> oh my goodness. So I want to know, um, speaking of treadmills, does this mean you're going to have to cut back on your Orange Theory Fitness? Because you oh. go five days a week. Is that right? I do. And like, people are going to write in and be like, you shouldn't be going five days a week. And I know, I know this. <laughs> but here's what I'll tell you if, if you're just about to log on and send us a message. 
I will say, <laughs> or you're yelling it as you're running. Um, I know you're supposed to go like three days a week and take some off days. I take the weekends off, but you know, some days I'll, if I'm not feeling up to like the run or the floor, I'll just take it easy. You know, oh. I'm not, I'm not out there trying to prove anything. <laughs> okay. Okay. Good. Good. And do you get a monthly like unlimited pass? Yeah, I have the unlimited, okay. you know, okay. go five yeah. days a week. Yeah. Cause otherwise that would add up pretty quickly. It does. I mean, yeah. It's worth it. I will say that. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it does add up. So will you cut back to two days a week, three days a week? I probably will have to like today I ran three miles because it was one of those like a lot of running on the treadmill days. Mm -hmm. um, so I think if that falls into the plan, and I know that I'm going to be running, you know, three miles, then I'll, are you that'll kind of be it. Are you able to know ahead of time before you go to a class how much running there will be involved in that class? Yeah. I mean, there's different, oh. like, so every Orange Theory kind of is doing, that I'm aware of, the same thing. Um, mm. You know, you have like an ESP day or a strength day or an endurance day. But I have a husband who goes at 5 a.m. Wow. Oh, so he, he's your cheater. He can tell you what it was. Yeah. And, and he's normal. He goes like two or three days a week. But okay. he'll tell, like today he told me, oh, I, I logged like three miles. And I'm like, note to self, I will log three miles as well. Because <laughs> Hashtag <I'm> competitive. competitive. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So ESP, I didn't realize you worked on your extrasensory perception in Orange Theory. Yeah. Well, is that what it means? <laughs> <laughs> what is ESP? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. There's attractive people telling me it's an ESP day. And I'm like, great, let's do it, friend. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what all these things mean, even though I've been going there for like five years. Oh, all right. See, I see you as the, the you know, the knower of all with OTF. So yeah, people right. think that, but no, I mean, I don't wake up until about 20 minutes into the class. Oh, <laughs> and then I'm like, where am I? And then all the explanations are over. So you're like, what's that board for again? What are the, all those colors on it? I don't get it. That's just why off. I like it because they're just like, you should be in the green. I'm like, got it. And they're like, you should be in the orange. I'm like, mm -hmm, I'm there. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> a good rule follower. Uh, it's yeah. a good quality for someone trained for a tr uh, marathon. So, well, all right. Well, we will chat with the first of our four treadmill loving bammers after this brief break. Stay with us. Our first guest is Kristen Neal, a recently divorced mom of two in Texas. She, quote, loves the crap out of her treadmill. Um, doing, She promised she wouldn't swear, so that's as close as we'll get. Um, do, doing most of her training on it, except for the weekends when her kids are with their dad. Welcome, Kristen. Hey, thanks for having me. And I'm a teacher, so if I cannot swear for a whole school day, I can make it through 20 minutes on this podcast. So I think so too. Oh, you have yeah. good tra you have good training. That's good. That's exactly. good. Exactly. Yeah. We believe in you. Um, so, Kristen, how old are your kiddos, and where do you guys live in Texas? So we live in San Antonio, and I've got two girls. They are eight and ten. Oh, nice. San, Ant San Antonio, I have to say, it is one of the cities we're considering for a 2021 retreat. It's a gem. You'll I, love it. Oh, I love. Oh, I love San Antonio. Oh my gosh! Oh, in my next life, I'm going to live in the King George neighborhood. Yes. Well, once I marry my next rich man. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Once. <laughs> That's the goal. Yeah. So, hashtag goals. Very good. <laughs> Kristen, what's what is your running background? Can you tell us about a recent race or something you've run? Yeah, so I started running, I mean, like a lot of other Bammers, I started running after my oldest daughter was born. Um, 
But I'm, it's been kind of hit and miss since then. I've run three marathons and then I, you know how that is. You swear you'll never run another one. Mm -hmm. But um, so we'll see. I did just run a half marathon over Thanksgiving um, and I almost PR'd. So then of course I signed up for another one in January. So I can see <laughs> if I can actually PR, but yeah, so that's where I am right now. Okay. Chasing that high you are. Yes, of course. Yeah. So how often do you use your treadmill? I mean, is it pretty much every single weekday run? Yes, I mean, it is. Um, and it's so serendipitous that I am on this podcast because my treadmill just broke last <gasps> week. It's been, I know. So um, Santa will hopefully be bringing me a new one. But nice. yeah, it's every weekday because it truly, and I know that you're divorced, Sarah, so you know how the mental health is so precipitous during I, that divorce time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Having been divorced. Yes, yes I don't want people to yes, fall to I'm the ground. So yes, yes, yes. Go ahead. Yeah. I'm it's like, wait, yes. wait. Right. <laughs> yes, I, and I there do. go the rumors. Right, yeah. right. No, I've very much remember that. Yes. Go ahead. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I just feel like I really do need those endorphins every day kind of mm -hmm. getting through this. So if, if I'm not running on the treadmill, I mean, really it's not going to happen between my work and then after school, the kids have their stuff and I teach at the gym a few nights a week. So oh. every weekday run is pretty much treadmill or nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Yeah. So, um, you said that, um, in an introductory email, you told me you used the treadmill before the divorce, but now it's your quote lifeline. So talk yes. more about how your treadmill usage has changed as well as your feelings toward the treadmill other than mm -hmm. being frustrated that's broken. So let's remember sure. it in yes. its glory. Yes. Uh huh. Yes. Um, well, I did use it a bit before I was divorced because my husband traveled um, a lot for work and I was home with the girls. So mm -hmm. it was, um, you know, I used it a fair bit before they were in school. Um, but ever since the divorce, it's really just been, not only do I need those endorphins every day, but it's really been a lot of my me time um, because I'm so on you know, between working and being with uh, a mom the rest of the time, I just really feel like I need those 45 minutes in the morning just for myself. I get to watch what I want and listen to what I want, you know, before anybody else is awake. Um, and like I said, if it's not happening on the treadmill, then it's, it's just not going to happen for me. So, um, I've sort of learned to embrace it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So Sarah was talking about, she got to try out the Nordic track treadmill with iFit technology, which is like the gold standard it gets run. Yes on a beach and uh, wherever else. I have a pretty low key one. So what features do you like the best? Do you use the preset programs or do you make your own workouts? No, no, I'm really not smart enough to figure out all that preset stuff. So I just suggested, I mean, I feel like with a treadmill variety is key. So um, I always do a two mile warm up because it's always 4am and that's how long I need to wake up. Um, but then um, I, I just like to vary it every not very often. I mean, like once a minute, I'm changing the speed or changing the incline. Um, so that's it for me. I mean, I'm just working with those two things. I always have something that I like on TV. A lot of times, I know other people will say this too, but I like to save my favorite shows and only let myself watch them on the treadmill. So it's sort of something to get excited about once I get on there. Okay. Well, then we have to ask you, what are your current favorite shows? Okay. I mean, well, I just finished Dirty John on Netflix. I know it's been out for a while, but that was a good one. That's so funny. A woman in my book group was like, I'm watching the best thing. It's Dirty John. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I watched that last year. Like whenever it I came know, out. Yeah. So old. Yeah. yeah. But and I listened long. to, and I listened to the podcast. So, um, because yes, I, thought, I, I thought the acting in it was really good. Yes. And I liked that the characters matched how I pictured them in my head when I listened to the podcast. I was, I, I've seen, I love Grey's Anatomy, but I've seen it so many times now that I'm like, I think I could probably confidently perform surgery at this point. So that <laughs> on to something new. So. <laughs> You're like uh, my younger daughter, Daphne, she watched 
I think the entire oeuvre of Grey's Anatomy over the summer. Yes. And what a shocker. Now she wants to be not a doctor, but a surgeon specifically. Yeah. Yeah. Strange. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh gosh. She texted me and she's like, mom, can I go on a field trip on like, I don't know, like February 12th or something to a local medical place here. I'm like, yeah, honey, that's fine. That's great. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if she'll be disappointed when like Dr. McDreamy is not like the, the doctor in the background. <laughs> right. 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 <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. Yeah. All right. So um, from the photos you sent, it looks like you've run Boston. Yes, ma'am. Yes. And so I'm going to assume that you're fairly speedy. So do you feel that the speed you hone on the treadmill transfers to running on the road? I'm just it seems like a lot of people really love their treadmill because of the ability to mm-hmm. really work on speed. Mm-hmm. I, I do. Um, and I was nervous about that when I started like mm. training for faster times, truly how well that would transfer just because I'm not, you know, there's not wind in my face. I'm not dealing with that, but, yeah. um, I trained for Boston primarily on the treadmill with the exception oh. of the long runs. Um, and then my half marathon PR, um, was a couple years ago, but it was a 131, and that was all on the treadmill and my speed work was done on the treadmill. So. Wow. Yeah. I mean, just the logistics of getting to a track and driving around, you know, um, it's a lot versus just like rolling out of bed and then there's my speed work right there next to me on my treadmill. So Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it it, it has transferred for me. Wow. Nice. Nice. Thanks. So aside from watching, um, you know, you say it takes two, two miles to warm up and then you're watching mm-hmm. shows. How else do you mm-hmm. get through the long runs on a treadmill? Cause we have so many people in our community who just hate the treadmill. So mm-hmm. what do you clear your mind? What do you do on the treadmill? Yeah. Um, so yes, the shows, um, and then I, I think you can't just get on there and say, I'm just going to get eight miles done today because that's going to be mind numbing. So um, having a little plan for a workout, even if it's just for me, sometimes I'll just do like 10 minutes where I'm increasing the pace by 0.1 every minute and then recover for five. And that right there is going to take like a mile and a half up. So if you repeat that little circuit a few times, that's a good way to kind of knock out a long run without really pushing the pace too much. Um, beyond that, I do mile repeats and two mile repeats. Um, and they don't have to be anything crazy fast, just enough to sort of motivate you to change the pace and be focusing on things like in little increments rather than just a big eight mile chunk or 10 mile chunk or whatever you have to do that day. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then um, uh, I've heard that you should always keep a treadmill at 1% incline mm-hmm. because 0% is really not very reflective of, you know, right. being outside. Is that something you do or you're just like, man, whatever. I do. I do keep it at 1% just because I'm a rule follower, but I <laughs> have like followed other super fast women on Instagram who keep theirs at zero and they say it doesn't make a difference. So Ooh. I don't know at 1% that feels like it feels like something at that point for, you know, so yeah, that's me. I'm not one. Well, I can't believe that there are like actual, like all sorts of tips like that on Instagram. Am I just totally yeah. out of it for not knowing that? I Kinda. guess so. Yeah. I guess you need better hashtags in. The- <laughs> what are the hashtags that you can search for that show? I'm guessing treadmill. Treadmill's probably one for sure. <laughs> wow. Wow. And then do you post your workouts like that too on? No, because they're boring. And it's me and like a sports bra from high school in my (laughs) bedroom versus like outside with snow dripping off my eyelashes. So no, I do not put my stomach. (laughs) Yeah, I have some friends who do that. And it's always just like a glam shot on the treadmill with this major filter. I'm like, no. Yeah. Yeah, no, thank you. That's all right. So do you have any closing advice for gals who want to learn to love treadmill running? 
Yeah, I do. I think saving something like a podcast or a TV show or even like a playlist just for your treadmill, I really think that's key. Um, it gets you a little bit excited to get on there and get something that you wouldn't be able to do otherwise. Maybe even saving like this is dumb, but I have a favorite flavor of Powerade that I use after a long <laughs> treadmill run. Something little to keep you motivated. And just think to how much better you're going to feel when you're done. You know, it's not going to be fun the entire hour, whatever you're on there, but you're just going to feel so much better about yourself when you're done. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's true. That is true. Yeah. That is that is the note we're going to end on with you, Kristen. Well, thank, thank you, you okay. so much. And um, I hope that um, treadmill makes it down your chimney and is there waiting for you under the tree. I sure hope so. I'll yeah. be Thank you, ladies. <laughs> Bye, Kristen. <laughs> Bye. Our next guest is Brooke Brink, a mom of one daughter. They live in South Florida. Welcome to the show, Brooke. Hi, you guys. Hey, Brooke. Um, So how old is your daughter and where do you live in Florida? My daughter, Scarlett, is seven years old. She's a little runner herself. And I live in North Palm Beach, Florida. We're on the East Coast. Very nice. Very nice. I suspect it's a little warmer there than it is here in Portland. Yeah, you know, you might say that. Uh (laughs) It never really lets up. No, it doesn't. (laughs) What I'm envious of is the later sunset and earlier sunrise. The days are are mighty short here right now. Yeah, it does still. I mean, it's still getting dark earlier, but that middle of the day, man, you're like, wow, it's 80. (laughs) (laughs) Um, All right. So fill us in on your running background. So I've been pretty much running my whole life. I think my parents pushed me into it because I, I'm a bit of a spaz. Um, <laughs> so I, I think I started in junior high and then ran through high school and um, pretty much ran. I, I ran a little bit in college and then I was introduced to beer and pizza and then <laughs> stopped doing that for a while and then picked it up again in my mid-20s because of said beer and pizza <laughs> <laughs> and uh, pretty much have been running ever since. So I've... I've um, I've run five marathons. I did three of them this year. It was kind of a crazy year. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And then I've done, I think, probably about 10 half marathons and a bunch of other distances. And now with my daughter getting older, she, we're running family, so we get her into some races and 5Ks and everything. So it's pretty fun. Wow, nice. Have to ask, which three marathons did you do? This year? Oh, oh, I'm so excited to tell you. I'm glad you asked that. Okay, so the first one was in was the Florida Marathon, which was um, in – Melbourne down here in Florida, uh-huh. but then I did Missoula and you will oh. love it. Oh, excellent. <laughs> Although excellent. I was kind of angry because, well, not angry, that's the wrong word. Well, a little yes. bit. When I saw that you were doing it, I was like, you've got to be kidding me. I was just there last year. I'm not, I, you know, it's kind yeah. of a hike to get out there from here. It so. sure is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'd like to notice my husband, since you're, you're a household name, he thinks you're an actual friend of mine. Um, I was like, look who's going to be there. <laughs> uh, and then the last one I did was just last week down here in West Palm Beach. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, congratulations. Thanks. Nice. 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 So will I feel the altitude in Missoula? No, I was fine. And we are flat down here. Yes, I was, I was, that's why I asked. I figure you're basically at sea level. Yeah, yes. yeah. No, mm-hmm. it was totally fine. And like, oh, it's just the coolest marathon. I mean, the whole weekend is so much fun. Like the whole town turns into just like it. You almost feel like, 
my husband's already qualified for Boston and I, I've been trying to, and you know, to us, that's like a big deal. But like he even uh -huh. said it, it's like there, it's like, Hey, my grandmother did that. Like everyone's a runner. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> <laughs> so it was just so fun. Everyone's so nice. It, the food was good. I love it. Oh, awesome. Good. Yeah, you'll good. love it. You got me very excited for it. Thank you. Good. Yeah. Good. Good luck. Yeah. See, Thank people you. like Thank Brooke you. inspire me because I'm always like, I've been so scared to do a marathon and Brooke, I finally signed up to do my first marathon in 2020. But then Yay. I talk to people like you and you're so peppy and you're like, I did three this year. So I'm like, <laughs> okay, I could do this. <laughs> We're really competitive and gosh, darn it. It's just driving me crazy that he's already qualified. So, you know, oh, that's gosh. what's happening. <laughs> I'm sensing a theme of competitive women who love treadmills. Yeah, I know. I know. Yeah. Um, it's all so, about the control. <laughs> I, I think so. But you started out not loving treadmills. Um, yep. And in your letter to us, you said you ran on it out of necessity. Mm -hmm. And I know this is a sad story, but uh, you started on treadmills because of safety reasons. Can you take us through that? Yeah. So there's... Um, a running community here in South Florida and they have different days of the week that they meet and one of the days is to meet um, on a bridge because we don't have hills here so fixed bridges where a sailboat can gun under is the best thing you've got so um, I was running hills on the bridge and a man was struck and killed on the bridge that we were running on so it was I mean I mean, and it wasn't even my friend or family, you know, so, and to imagine what, what all I went through because of being there, I can't even, you know, imagine what they went through. But because of that, like, I, I'm just, I'm petrified of being out in the dark. <laughs> so I, uh, after that, I have not been back since that was about a year, year and a half ago, I'd say, but just over a year ago. Yeah, it was really, really terrible. You know, here's a sport that we all love out there doing it together at the crack of dawn and. Um, yeah, it was, it was terrible. So because of that, I was like, what am I going to do? I, I love to run in the morning. I like to start my day off, you know, where I'm the rest of the day. I'm like, I look around, I'm like, I already ran today. I already ran today. Mm -hmm. Um, so <laughs> even if the rest of the day goes down here, you're like, whatever, at least I got my run in this morning. So, um, I was looking for some other way to do it. I tried to go, you know, like I said, in the morning, uh, but that didn't work out. So, um, and then in the same time I was, as I had mentioned before, trying to qualify and trying to hit some paces on the roads. Um, and at first I was utilizing my best resource, which I thought would be my husband to run with. But um, I didn't want to see like a newsflash, like news at 11, husband and wife team, like having like a boy at battle royale on the side of the street, like WWF wrestling. Because <laughs> <laughs> it was kind of like that. <laughs> you know, why can't you hit the pace? I'm trying. Ah! So, so anyway, my girlfriend said, uh, you need to go to the gym because you either keep up or you fall off. And I was like, I can do that. So, uh, that's what I did. I joined, you know, just planet fitness. It's I'm cheap, reasonable enough, um, to go there and they're open 24 hours. So I can go at the crack of dawn. Like I like to do. So that's how it kind of came full circle. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. You sent a picture that you told me you were meeting your girlfriend at 4am. That yeah. is. Wow. Yeah. So you got up like at what? 330? Yeah, like... yeah. Right around there. I mean, I just kind of peel out of bed, either have my clothes on or already or have them ready and just throw them on and go. So you can and I like to be there when I'm half asleep. So like I'm halfway done. And I'm like, Oh, my God, I'm almost yeah. finished. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was just talking about that. I was saying I don't really wake up until about 20 minutes into my run. And then it's like, Oh, <laughs> I've Wait, already gone wow. two miles. <laughs> right. Yeah. 
<laughs> and I love it. So in South Florida too, I imagine uh, you use it for weather reasons as yeah. well, the treadmill. For sure. Yeah. It's just, it, like, I'm not originally from here. I'm from Rhode Island originally. So um, at first when you move here, you're like, oh my God, it's so beautiful every day of the year. But then like after a while, you're like, okay, you know, it's, it's brutal. It's really brutal in the summer, summertime. And um, although it is good for you, like you can hear sometimes people comparing it to running at altitude, running in the mm. extreme heat like that. I don't know if that's mm. really true, but I've heard it and like to believe it. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but sometimes you're like, I just need to get this run in and I don't feel like dying in the heat. So it definitely is another it's a way to get out of either the heat or the cold if you lived in a place that was cold <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 so so to circle back you said in your email that you originally did not love the treadmill but it seems you do now mm -hmm. so what advice would you give folks on how to fall in love or at least appreciate treadmill running I mean, I think it's the same old thing as having shows on there. I mean, some people will read. I can't really keep a steady eye on a to read mm. something, but mm -hmm. um, watching shows and especially shows that like I want to watch and no one else wants to watch in my house. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. I save those and they're kind of fun and I don't care because I'm by myself and no one's judging me. <laughs> <laughs> so Sarah has to, now you have to ask Sarah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay. So, well, then what are some of those shows? Cause, uh, you know. Well, I have Netflix, so yes. I watched... I really love Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt because it's uh -huh. stupid and really funny. Yes. Um, I've gone through Friends and The Office. Um, uh -huh. Dead to Me was really good. That was another show that was on there that was great. Yeah, I'm sure that was way good. More. Yeah. I've watched yeah. so many shows. Like I feel bad when people are like, I'm not really much of a TV watcher and I want to be like, me either. But then I'm like, oh my God, I am. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. But you're watching TV as you're watching it. Right. Yeah. Doesn't it cancel yeah. it out? I mean, yeah. I think so. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so what, what is your favorite treadmill workout? Do you have like a pre-planned workout you do or is it like the long run? What do you love to do? Uh, I actually, I don't love doing the long run, but I do do it if I need to, like if we've been traveling. That's the other thing too, when you're traveling, like I, I am a part-time artist. I sell my artwork in art shows. So I am always, you know, on the road and everything. And we stay in a hotel room. Um, and you can always get up super early and go before the show. And so there's a, you know, treadmill usually at hotels that you can use too. But um, I like the speed work. The speed work on the treadmill is awesome because um, it's prescribed and you know that you're hitting the paces. You don't have to, I can really zone out and just watch the show, you know, um, on the street. I feel like I'm constantly looking down at my watch, looking down at my watch. And I know that I'm doing it if I'm on the treadmill, so. Oh, gotcha. See, I would, I just have such trouble like keeping up for what the pace is that I would, I, I almost, that would be the time that I wouldn't be able to concentrate on the show because I'd be like, I got to keep my feet moving. I got to keep my feet moving here. It definitely <laughs> happens. And like, sometimes you catch the, like the back wheel and you hear it like, wing, 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 start to, uh -huh. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. oh no, you know, <laughs> or like a couple of funny things that happen. The one girl that I met Eve at the gym to take my photo, we always uh -huh. left because one time I keep like dates in my sports bra, uh, plenty of room in there to keep snacks. So, um, I, actual, <laughs> we need to specify actual dates as yeah, in the dates. fruit that they eat in yes. Turkey. Yes. Fruit, okay. Yes, very good. Exactly. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I yeah. keep them in there in case I get hungry. Um, <laughs> because it's the morning and more normal people would be having breakfast. And then they're like salted a little yeah. bit. Oh yeah. So. Salted dates. So totally good. So anyway, I'm running along and I like go to pop one in my mouth and I drop it and it flings backwards and it's on the floor <laughs> and it doesn't look like a date when it's on the floor. It looks like, oh. you know, something else. A turd, so like, yes. <laughs> right, like a, a turd on the floor. So, you know, and I'm like turning around trying to see it and then I'm almost 
almost falling off because I'm turning around. And I'm like, well, it's just going to stay there until I'm done. And you saw like people walking by like, what in that? What is that? <laughs> so yeah, be careful with your snacks. Like, is it worse to say I didn't poop on the floor or, oh, it's just the dates I keep in my sports bra for what I'm hungry? Like, I'm pretty one? sure the second one is worse. <laughs> Either one is like, that's not mine. I don't know. I know. I know. It's, it's bad enough you see me digging around in there and pulling snacks out and putting them in my mouth. <laughs> see, that's what keeps me entertained on the treadmill is people like you. <laughs> You're welcome. I see you out of the corner of my eye and I'm like, what in the... <laughs> did you just exactly. pull that out of her boobs? <laughs> yep. Oh my God. Yes, she did. Oh, Brooke. Brooke, I am sorry that we are not going to get to hang out in Missoula because I think we would have had a good time. We would have fun. Um, Yes, I think so. All right. Well, thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me. Have a great day. You too. Bye. Okay, bye. Our next guest is Jennifer Farrell. She's the mom of two young kids, and she works full-time as a sports psychologist. They live in North Carolina, where, I learned, most people do not have basements. (laughs) Welcome, Jen. (laughs) Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Good. good. Hey, Jen. um, How old are your kids? So I have a one-year-old and a three-year-old, and they are just about two years apart, two years and five days apart. Oh, boy. You're nice. busy. Yeah. Busy, yeah, busy. I'm in the thick of it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I so... thought you said I'm sick of it, not I'm in the no. thick of it. <laughs> I was like, me too, girl. I was like, oh, she said in the thick of it. <laughs> um, and uh, tell us about uh, your running background, if you would. Yeah, so I actually uh, grew up mostly playing a variety of sports and actually fell into soccer as sort of my passion. So I guess running uh, came from that, but I actually hated running as a soccer player, which I'm sure you've heard from other soccer players before. Um, If I went to chase them after a ball, it was um, something I never wanted to do. Um, But when I finished playing in college, I was looking for something to kind of do to stay competitive and stay fit and I joined a local running club and just started, everyone was sort of training for marathons. So I just sort of jumped in and um, that's sort of how I got into more, I guess, competitive or serious running per se. And uh, why is it that you use the treadmill, which is in your garage, not your basement? Yes. Yeah. So I started using the treadmill just when I was training for marathons to do speed work. I know that sounds silly, but I hated going to the track. Um, the curve, like running on the curves is really aggravated my hips and my joints. And I Uh found that if I did the treadmill and, and, you know, I could just set the speed on whatever speed I had to do, it helped, you know, keep me on that pace because I didn't want to hit a button and and slow down. Uh Um, so I could just kind of hold on for dear life. And then, (laughs) uh, I just sort of found out that that was a really efficient way for me to do speed work. And then, I would just sort of, you know, pop on a podcast or, you know, watch a show on my iPad. And it was sort of a way for me to get in some some me time as well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, and then after having kids, it just became so much more convenient when Mm -hmm. they were napping or early morning. Um, My husband travels a lot for work, so I'm often with the kids by myself. And so... If I could hop on a, you know, the treadmill before they got up in the morning or when they're at nap time, it was just a lot easier to get in mm-hmm. run that way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we hear the uh, getting in some me time. That sounds like a, a big motivator to hit the treadmill. Yeah, I mean, now it's like I don't watch TV unless I'm on the treadmill. 
<laughs> oh my gosh, that's the other theme. <laughs> yeah. I feel yeah. like everyone has said that. So, I mean, we have a lot of listeners who are listening to this episode like, nope, nope, not going to do it. They just don't like treadmills. Yeah. Um, and so then now they've just heard that your treadmill is in the garage. Um, yeah. We saw the photos you sent us. It looks like an unfinished <laughs> wall, some storage bins. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. How do you talk yourself into going out there? What's the motivation? Uh, well, for me, you know, it's sort of like the only time I can do it. If I don't do it then, then I'm not going to do it at all. So I don't have a lot of alternatives. But also, I think, like I said, if I can put on something on my iPad or listen to something, that really motivates me. Honestly, you know, if I could pick something, a, a show I'm really into, um, you know, and, and sometimes I just tell myself, I'm going to just go on for a mile. You know, and then once I get through that first mile, I'm like, okay, this isn't so bad. Um, and then I sort of get into it. So I think sometimes if you can just kind of talk yourself into committing to just a short little bit, then often mm -hmm. you end up going more. And then finding something that you can do while you're running, I think is important because, you know, for me, I don't have a, you know, a nice finished basement with metals and posters and things. I just sort of have a treadmill <laughs> crammed between a hot water tank and a, <laughs> like you said, a storage bin and uh, with, you know, the kids, you know, random toys piled around me and I just, you know, sort of get it done. Yeah. 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 So, um, you know, any professional advice as a sports psychologist for how women can at least tolerate the treadmill if weather or shorter days forces them inside mm -hmm. in the next few months? Yeah, well, I think there's a lot of mental, you know, tips and, and tricks you can use. I mean, one thing I do is I, I try to have something planned ahead of time where I'm alternating like the speed or the incline to mm -hmm. sort of add some variety. I find if I just say I'm just going to run, it gets really boring. But if I can, you know, <laughs> set up a workout where maybe every minute I'm, I'm, you know, kicking it up, you know, the speed one tenth or, um, or doing some interval type things that that can make it go a lot faster. Um, and so I think that really helps. Um, as you know, as sports psychologists, we talk a lot about using what are called like keywords or mantras to kind of get you through uh, tough times during a, you know, run or a workout. So having a go-to phrase um, or, you know, a few words that kind of keep you motivated and in the moment, I think mm -hmm. can be really helpful. So what are yours for the treadmill? Mine is relentless. Because <laughs> oh. I feel like I got to be relentless on the treadmill. Um, and then uh, if I'm doing a hill, I say power up. Oh, uh -huh. um, and then uh, this one I actually borrowed from a running friend of mine, but I think it's from a song, and I can't remember the song, but um, it's uh, the phrase, uh, this is what you came for. Mm -hmm. So, <laughs> yeah, so just, you know, little things like that that keep you positive and, and knowing if you hit a rough patch, you know, there are often times those are, those are short and you can come out of those. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Do you feel that you, there are, tips let's you know put on your sports psychologist hat now for a minute and when those rough patches hit i mean so saying a few words um i mean does reminding yourself that it's this too shall pass type scenario yeah you know, because I mean, I think, yeah i think you know with, with an easy run right we don't necessarily expect it to be super challenging and to hurt but if you're doing a workout you know a lot of people run into trouble when they go in with the expectation that 
oh, this, you know, I hope this doesn't, you know, hurt, or I hope it's, you know, the intervals aren't that hard. And when in reality, you know, if you're really trying to hit a, a goal, you know, your, some of your runs are going to be hard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then sort of going with the expectation that that's going to happen and, you know, you can get through it and it, you know, it is going to pass. You're not going to feel that terrible forever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and do you, and Maggie, I promise I'll let you get in with a question, but that, that do you feel as you talk about it, I am not much of a treadmill runner, but hearing you talk about getting through those rough patches, which are inevitable. I mean, that, that happens to you in a race as well. It happens to yeah. all of us in a race. And so do you feel that, that the qualities you hone on your treadmill serve you well when you're in a race? Absolutely. I mean, I think that's another reason I use the treadmill so much because I think it really strengthens that mental muscle in my brain. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, I just did a half marathon a few weeks ago and I could recall times, you know, with some workouts or runs I did on the treadmill where I really didn't want to be there, where I felt terrible. And, you know, then I would be able to kind of come out of that. and, And, you know, I think in the races too, you can reflect on the training you did, you know, so use that as your confidence boosters, you know, when it feels tough, remind yourself, oh, remember that time I ran on the treadmill and it was awful, but I still got through it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think those can be really helpful to sort of pull you out of those, those rough patches. Mm -hmm. So do you have a a favorite workout on the treadmill? I'm kind of crazy and no one's agreeing with me so far. <laughs> I enjoy like the five or six miler at just a nice steady pace. I don't like the interval training. I know I have to do it, but I'm like, when I'm just cruising along watching Milana, because that's what I watch. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag don't judge. Um, I feel like, I don't know, I get off like an hour or two later and I'm just like, oh, I just feel like I could just take on the world. But do you yeah, have a favorite you- workout? <laughs> I mean, that's a good point. I mean, I I definitely don't do a workout every time I get on the treadmill. There are days where I want to do an easy run and I just sort of, you know, put on a show and go. And that can be very, you know, calming, like you said. I think my, my favorite workouts tend to be um, as someone that prefers to train for like half marathons or marathons is I actually like to do a little bit longer intervals. So like mile or two mile kind of intervals with a couple minutes rest in between. So I might do like, a, like one of my favorites is this three by two mile. So doing, you know, a mile warm up and then a two mile segment at, you know, whatever pace I'm, I might be trying to, to hit in a half marathon and then take a two minute rest and then kind of repeat that and mm-hmm. then do a cool down. I really like that. Um, well, that's a, that's a lot of mileage. I mean, that if, yeah. if my math is correct, that would be uh, a little over eight miles on the treadmill. Yeah, and I'd say most of my runs average between six and ten on a treadmill. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Huh. And then when you, so if you're training for, let's say, a marathon, when you're doing an 18-miler or a 20-miler, are, are you doing those outside or do you do those sometimes on the treadmill? I try to do those outside because I find those longer ones to be a bit more challenging. And plus I like to get out there with friends and do the long mm-hmm. runs. Um, I have mm-hmm. done 20 milers on the treadmill, wow. Um, wow. mainly, mainly due to weather. Um, okay. uh, my, my husband's from uh, Milwaukee, Wisconsin area. Uh, mm-hmm. And I've had some times where I've been visiting and it's, been very cold and <laughs> icy and I needed to do a run 
training run in and that was the only way I, I could do it. And that one I just broke up into sort of hour long chunks. Wow. Wow. Even, even, even yeah. so that's a big bite to chew on an hour long. Yes, it is. And, uh, <laughs> that's why I don't do those very often and haven't done any of those since I've had kids. I'll be honest. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, good deal. What's your next race coming up? I don't have anything planned. I'm going to try with my half. I ran a qualifying time for New York and I'd like to oh, try to get in yeah, to New York next fall. Um, mm. If that doesn't work out, I don't know. But Yeah, uh, the, fif- the 50th anniversary of it. Yeah. Very exciting. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Well, well, good luck with that out in your, um, you know, unfinished garage. Uh. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I'm hoping some listeners will realize you don't have to have a fancy setup to well, I know that's, enjoy that, the I mean, treadmill. That is also the thing. Sometimes I think like, you know, I, I, I live in a city and so we don't have a huge house. And sometimes I'm like, oh, yeah. but if we had an enormous family room, because we're thinking about getting one and we'd put it in our garage, partly inspired by you. Um, yeah. And we, we'd have to clean it out to have it even to this situation yeah. that yours is so um yours looks very nice compared to mine <laughs> so, yeah but that's <laughs> that's you. a good point i mean as long as you can get it in there i mean that's the yeah. that's the thing you know if, yeah. um sometimes space constraints but good deal well all right well thank you for joining us jen thank you so much for having me our final guest is elizabeth siever she is the mom of two young kids and an attorney in providence rhode island welcome to the show elizabeth thank you so much for having me Yeah, yeah. So how old are your kids? So my son is just about to turn six in January, and my daughter is three. And so, Elizabeth, what is your running background? So I feel like I have the most commonly told story in this podcast in that I didn't run growing up. I wasn't a runner. I actually was a dancer. Um, And I danced all the way. Yeah, I danced all the way through college. And then I came to Rhode Island for law school. I grew up in the Midwest. I came to Rhode Island for law school and, um, you know, was sort of looking for an outlet, you know, for all that energy that I used for dance. And so what I was doing is I was doing hot yoga and I did some running, but I really wasn't that consistent with running at all. I'd run a 5K here or there, really wouldn't train for anything significant um, until I had my son. And um, after I had him, the, my ability to go to an hour and a half long hot yoga class with the travel there and travel home was really pretty limited, right? I needed something that worked on my schedule. So that's when I really got into running in a more consistent way. Um, Um, Because, of course, it was also something I could do that I wouldn't feel guilty about taking time for myself because I could do it while my son was napping in the weekend or do it before he woke up in the morning. So it was something that I could do for me that wasn't really infringing on my family's schedule, Um, something I could do and not feel guilty about. So that's when I really started to get consistent with running, running longer races um, and, and, and doing things in a more meaningful way. Hmm. All right. Good. Good. And at that point, you had a treadmill at your house, or no? Yes. Um, yes. Okay, my husband so... and I decided that we were going to do it as like a joint Christmas present, and so oh, nice. we have had a treadmill. Yes, since before we had kids, which has been awesome. Very good. Very good. So, so via email, you told me a great success story of how you became a treadmill convert. It had to do with the New York City half. So, could you share that with us? Yeah, absolutely. So um, after I had my daughter, I was kind of plagued with injuries. I was having, you know, overuse injuries. I had ITB, I had plantar fasciitis, and I was really having a hard time getting back into 
running consistently. It was a, it was a huge struggle. Um, and somehow magically in, during this struggle, I'd gotten an entry through the lottery to the New York city half. So I ended up having to defer it once and then finally had gotten myself together to the point where I thought I could start training. And a friend of mine suggested that I hire a running coach who is um, Caitlin Goodman. If anyone's watching, she'll be running the marathon trials. Um, oh. Yeah. It's very exciting. Very so if anyone's going to watch yeah. that, cheer for Caitlin. Um, yeah. Suggested that I work with her. And really my goal was just to get to the start line because I just had so many problems. Like I just mm-hmm. want to get there. I just want to run it. I just want to be healthy. I want to be able to enjoy this. So I started working with Caitlin and um, I had really never done speed work. Um, you know, I'd gone out and put in the miles, but really they were kind of mostly evenly paced, um, you know, maybe a little bit slower for a long run, but really wasn't doing any speed work. I didn't, you know, grow up running. So running on a track would not be something I'd be super comfortable doing. Um, so, but I was also very committed and as a lawyer, I'm very into following rules. So if Caitlin put it on my <laughs> spreadsheet that this is what I'm supposed to do this with day, I'm, I'm going to do it. So, um, of course, you know, the training starts in December. I live in New England. The weather is terrible and it's dark most of the time. The only time it's daylight <laughs> is when I'm in my office. So mm-hmm. um, she has speed work on here one day a week where I'm doing speed work, whether it's, you know, timed intervals or I'm doing like running 800 at a certain pace. Or, and I was like, okay, well, I have to do this because Caitlin said so. I had to follow mm-hmm. what she's telling me to do. But it's also all my training happens at 5 a.m., and because I have a demanding job. So I was like, well, I'm definitely not going to go to the local track in the dark, in the ice, in the snow, in the dead of winter to do this. So I'm going to have to figure out how to do this on a treadmill. And it turned out that this was a great blessing because I figured out that I could just dial in the pace that was being prescribed. Like Caitlin says, do it at this pace. I can literally just punch it in and hold on. And that really, I haven't fallen off yet. Um, So that really worked for me because I knew I was going to be hitting exactly the paces I was supposed to for the distance or the time that she was telling me to. And I also had everything I needed right there. So like no excuses. It doesn't matter that it's super windy or it's super cold or, you know, I've got a bit of a running nose because my kids brought home some kind of plague. I have tissues. I have water. I have fuel in a bathroom. No excuses. So it really was a great tool for me to actually start doing this speed work, do it every week, get it done exactly as I was told to do it by my coach. And what ended up happening is before I ran or before my daughter was born, the fastest I had ever run a half was 210, which was great. Um, and I was able to run the New York City Marathon, which is a pretty challenging course. you got to go over some bridge. You know, it's, it's a little mm-hmm. difficult. Um, in the cold, in the wind. And I was able to break, too. I did it in 158. So it was a huge nice. PR coming yeah. off of a very extended period where I was really struggling to run. And it, it really made all the difference. Now, of course, I'm sure that listeners are going to be like, well, yeah, you never did speed work before. Um, of course, it made a difference. <laughs> um, but for me, I, I just don't think that I would have done it otherwise. Not that I'm a mm. person that gets easily intimidated, but I don't know that I would have been able to really hit paces consistently if I was running on a track. And I certainly mm. would have been super reluctant to go to the track at 5 a.m. in February yeah. when it's dark and, you know, 
pretty miserable outside. So for yeah. me, it was a great tool. And honestly, even when the weather isn't terrible, I've gotten so used to doing my speed work on the treadmill that that's always where I'm going to go. Like I'm even if it's like a mile repeat situation, and we have a beautiful flat bike path here that runs along the bay, I could totally do mile repeats there. I still do them on my treadmill just because of oh. how consistent I know I'll be able to be. Wow. Wow. So I have to say, you use a phrase that at least one other guest, maybe two have used that you say, just hang on. And I know you mean that. I know you mean that metaphorically. But yeah. have there ever been times that you have had to grab the, the either the handrails or the bar in front to keep from flying on? Because all of you have said like, oh, I just program in the prescribed pace, and then I run it. And I'm like, well, my gosh, like, I don't know, sometimes I still think I'd fly off the back. So have you ever had to grab on to, you know, save yourself? Thankfully, no. I mean, I'm sure my day is coming, right? Um, <laughs> <laughs> now that you've said that, Sarah. Yeah, now, now that I'm jinxed, yeah. <laughs> um, but it hasn't happened it. yet. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, okay. It hasn't happened right. yet. And I don't also use that clip. So I should probably be doing that as well. You know, the clip that if you fly oh, off the yes. back, it stops the belt. Mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. I'm living on the edge. I don't use that either. I hit that, that clip taker. one time on my treadmill and it all just came to a complete stop. And I was like, whoa. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like you're hitting it with your hand because you're like going way too fast. I did. Yeah. I did that on Friday. I did that on Friday. I was like, wait, what? Oh, and I'm like, so I had to jump off and get it. Yeah. <laughs> it's broken. Happens to the best of us. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So you, so um, we've heard this from a lot of people too on this podcast that when you have a tr- uh, a plan to follow and you're training for something, you guys are rule followers, which is interesting. I feel like mm-hmm. I'm making a whole mm-hmm. like psychological profile of treadmill lovers right now. But yep, exactly. Yep. When you don't have a plan to follow, do you have do you play little tricks or games with yourself to get on? No. I mean, I think at this point, I don't view it negatively. So you're never going to hear mm. me call it a dreadmill. I oh, mean, I uh-huh. literally view it as a positive tool that I have at my disposal. So it, it's like a blessing. Um, I'm, I'm thrilled that I have it. So I don't actually have to trick myself to get on the treadmill. Um, I mean, I will say that I listen to podcasts. I listen to audiobooks. We have a TV mounted, a little tiny TV mounted over my treadmill with cable. So I can actually watch TV if I want. I will say I, mm-hmm. I almost never do that. My husband does that a lot. I don't. Um, mm-hmm. But I don't have to trick myself um, because it's, it's now a positive space for me. Um, mm-hmm. it's, it's a great tool that has brought me significant success. So I, I'm not having to trick myself and be like, okay, like cover up the mo- – I know some people like cover up the display. Mm-hmm. And I also find that if I'm doing kind of speed work or interval training, it does make the time go more quickly for me than running in a steady state. So when people are complaining about treadmills to me in real life, I tend to tell them like, well, you should vary your paces and, or, or even your incline if you want to do it that way instead of speed. Um, Cause I think you'll find that it, it keeps your mind engaged and it'll be less boring. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Huh? Well, I love your, I love your positive outlook on it. I think that that's kind of half the battle right there. Yeah, probably. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, all right, we have asked, I have asked everybody, what shows are you liking? And they could be podcasts too. What uh, Are there any good podcast series you're listening to or TV streaming shows you're watching? Um, so again, not a huge TV on uh-huh. um, the treadmill person. My husband watches a lot of sports. So like if there's a basketball game on or something, he watches that while he yeah. runs. Um, I do a lot of audiobooks that I take out from the library. So, oh, very good. Uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. So I just uh, finished, what is it, Where the Crawdads Sings? Is that the one? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, nice. So just finished that like a couple days ago. Um, let's see what I'm starting now. I just started The Great Believers, um, which mm. is which is good so far. Um, mm-hmm. But again, I'm like a day into that. Um, but I listen to a bunch of different things. Um, my job is political in nature, so I'll listen to things like The Daily, um, but also listen love, to a lot love. of running podcasts. Yeah, exactly. Um, I, so I listen to this podcast, um, which is how I knew to get in touch. Yeah, of course. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> these are my people, mother runners. Um, but another one that's new that I really like, and it's also kind of local to us here in Rhode Island, um, but Molly Huddle has a new podcast, and she's oh. located here. Yeah, we have a oh, lot of like nice. professional runners in Providence randomly, even though we're at sea level. Um, oh. Yeah, it's pretty cool. She has one called Keeping Track. And what's interesting about this podcast is kind of like lifting the veil on professional running. So you get to oh. hear like all, everything that goes into how they decide which races to run and, you know, what their contracts look like and with shoe companies and how all that works, which has been very interesting around the conversation about dream maternity. Um, oh. So I've, mm-hmm. I've found that to be very interesting. So, but I do listen to a lot of running podcasts. It's usually like running podcasts political podcasts or audiobooks from the library. Uh-huh. And do you let yourself listen to those off the treadmill or are those things you just save for on the, the mill? Oh, I do. I do both. So either okay. it's whatever I'm listening to, I'm listening to whether I'm in the car okay. or okay. on the treadmill. Okay, gotcha, yeah. gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, so, okay, you, you alluded to about having everything there at, you know, so you don't have a, you have your tissues, you got your water, you got your fuel, and you mentioned bathroom. And I mean, yes. that's something we haven't touched on. I mean, having a toilet nearby, that is very handy. Do you agree? Yes. A hundred percent. It's awesome. And I'm very lucky um, that my treadmill, you know, it's not in like this dark, scary basement. My basement's totally finished. There's a full <laughs> a finished bathroom, like literally steps behind where my treadmill is. So it's awesome. So I can like jump off between like intervals and nice. go and go use the bathroom if I have to and jump back on. It's not like a huge ordeal. Whereas if I were at the track, like you know, at 5am, I guess, good luck. I don't, I don't even know what my option would oh, yeah. be. <laughs> well, yeah, I gotta say that Molly, that's her that we, um, there's so much construction in our neighborhood that will be, you know, we look for porta potties. And um, so but then it's like, depending on the neighborhood we're in, sometimes they're locked with, you know, a padlock on them, because it's yeah. before the workmen. And then if there are workmen there, she doesn't want to be seen as going <laughs> to the bathroom. And so it's all things. So. <laughs> but yes, the presence of a toilet is a uh, good, particularly early morning runs, because then you don't have to wait around for um, to produce things, let's say before yeah. you start your run. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, Ugh. it's for me, it's perfect. It, it takes it's like one less logistic issue that I have to worry about, right? It's like, yep. okay, I don't need to worry about water, fuel or bathroom, like check, check, check. I'm, yeah. I'm all set here in just my sports bra and pair of shorts and I can just go. Yeah, so, yeah. See, that's what I like too. I like to just be in my sports bra and shorts because, you know, I don't need to be running around the neighborhood. And I know people are like, oh, whatever, just let it all hang out. But like, I got all my neighbors. I mean. <laughs> yeah. And you know what else I found is that to get suited up for me again, this is New England. So it's, we're not as evenly temperatured as you guys are. Um, so right now it takes me, like if I were to suit up to go run right now, even though it's daylight here, um, it would probably take me a solid 20 minutes to get all the gear I would need, right? So yep, it's like yep. all these layers, like in the mm-hmm. hat and the gloves and the headlamp and the reflective vest and all this yeah. stuff. Whereas I'd be 
well into my run if I just have to put on my sports bra and my shorts and my shoes are already sitting by my treadmill. Like, so it's also time saving in that way too, that I'm not having to layer up to go on this run and then take everything off and less laundry. I was just about, as you were talking, I thought, <laughs> fewer things to launder. Yep, yeah. Yeah, and charge and put batteries in. Uh-huh. Yep, exactly. It's just so much yep. easier. And of course, you know, with my daughter who wants to wear four different outfits every single day, um, I'm, I'm particularly laundry sensitive right now. <laughs> laundry sensitive. Is that like the, the new PC term or something? <laughs> yes, I'm like, hang that back up. You only wore that for a half hour. Yes. Oh, uh, yes, exactly. The laundry chute is not an alternative drawer. Thank you very much. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh my goodness. And so leave us with a favorite workout perhaps that you have. <sighs> Let's see. So I, you know, I'm, I'm a little bit slow to warm up. So a lot of times I need like a solid two mile warm up to kind of get my, especially if I'm running first thing in the morning to kind of get my legs moving. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, I, I kind of, depending on what I'm training for, there's two things I like to do. So either I like to do a workout where I'm doing like three mile repeats, which is pretty oh. basic with like a, a you mean short three rest. One mile re- you mean three yes, one mile three repeats. Three one uh-huh. mile repeats um, uh-huh. with like a short rest. And sometimes I'll hop off my treadmill and kind of like walk this loop around my basement to you know, kind of get, <laughs> to get my breath back, um, which is great. I, I find that that's, that's pretty it, you know, it, that works for a lot of different distances. You can use that, obviously, if you're training for like a shorter distance, like a 5K, or even if you're doing something like a half, um, I find that that, that works. Um, and then another one I like is to do two miles warming up, and then I will do four miles where I alternate between like two minutes on something challenging and then two minutes off. So I'm constantly like every two minutes I'm changing the pace at which I'm running. And I just do this over and over again until I get to then six miles and then I'll do a mile cool down. So again, that's the changing the speeds constantly and just kind of keeping track every two minutes up and then down and then up and then down. Um, For whatever reason, that seems to make the time on the treadmill fly by. So if everyone really hates the treadmill, give that a shot and see, see if it works out for you. Very good. And that'll be our parting message on treadmills from, from the, the four different Bammers. Thank you for joining us, Elizabeth, during your workday. We appreciate it. No problem. It's my pleasure. So Maggie, what you think? You going to uh, breathe some new life into your treadmill there in your basement? You know, I, I run on it quite often, actually. And okay. kind of what everyone's talking about, I know I always talk about Orange Theory, but um, I mean, it is similar in that sense of we'll do like a two or three minute push pace. You know, mm-hmm. so that's like mm-hmm. a, a bit above your base and then you'll go back to your base. And that is very hard transition going from push to base. And I yeah. use that in races like everyone's talking about. I think that's, you know, there are areas you want to attack and then you want to kind of back off a little bit. Yeah. Very good. Well, good. Well, all right. Well, thanks for joining Maggie. Of course. Happy to be here. All righty. Well, here is a Q&A with Dimity and our mother runner of the month. Hey everybody, Dimity here with our Mother Runner of the Month. I am thrilled to talk to Kim Frick, who is coming from us from across the Atlantic in Zurich, Switzerland. Um, I forgot, how do you say hello in German, Kim? You say Guten Tag. Oh yeah, Guten Tag, or Guten Abend, because it's close yeah, to nighttime yeah. there. But yeah. in Zurich, um, they speak Swiss German, which is different oh. than Hochdeutsch, so they say Grüezi. Grüezi. <laughs> yeah. All right, Grüezi, Kim. Do you, have a, do you have a translation for your name? <laughs> 
Uh, no, I don't. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. Awesome. Well, so the first thing I have to ask you, you've lived in Switzerland for almost 20 years. Is that right? Yeah, it's a long time. Yes. And so I think everybody thinks, oh my gosh, Switzerland, I'm running with the cows, with the big cowbells on. And then afterwards I'm eating some Milka and it's a lovely, you know, lovely scenic <laughs> um, pastoral scene. Is that the truth? Every day it's like that. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> no I, I live in the city in Zurich. So my runs, my day-to-day -day runs are, are probably kind of boring. Like, um, like everybody else's. I do try to get, try to get some runs in, in the mountains on the weekends and those can be prettier. But the day-to-day -day yeah. stuff in the city is probably like any other city. Okay. All right. Well, and you talked a little bit about, um, is, it the, is it the Alsace? Is that how you say it? The Alsace uh, half marathon? Oh, the Alec half marathon. Alec. Okay. Yeah. And tell us about that and the people that you, the bammers that you recruited to, to join you. Yeah. So the Alec half marathon is a race um, that they run every year in Switzerland, half marathon up in the mountains. And it's really grueling and I, I did it twice. And then some of my Bammer friends were interested in also doing it, but I wasn't sure how interested they were. So I sort of like <laughs> threw it out there and I didn't expect anybody to sign up and to really commit to it because it's a, it's a long way to come. And it's a, it's a really hard half marathon in, at altitude in the mountains. So yeah. I so I had low expectations and everybody came and it was really exciting. Um, Lucy Gackstetter came from Michigan and Deborah came from New York City and Amy flew in from Madrid, Spain, and we had a really good group. And you know, nobody had to go off the mountain in a helicopter. We all finished, we all made it, and we that had is a blast. A success. Yeah. That's so fun. Well, it actually it's Deborah who nominated you for Mother Runner of the Month, um, just giving just the nicest testimonial about you and your spirit and the way that you welcome in everybody and you're so easy to relate to and you're a real, um, what, what's the, you're a connector, I guess is what I would call you. So tell me a little bit about kind of getting people together and running together. Aw, she's so sweet. Um, I probably, it's because I, I run by myself most of the time here and I'm yeah. so lonely, I think. <laughs> like, like if I see another runner on the side of the street, I'll wave and smile. <laughs> and, and so through AMR, you know, I got to meet so many cool people. And then we also connected over Strava. So when I was in New York City with my boys on vacation, Deborah sent me a message and said, you know, hey, do you want to go running in Central Park? Um, and I said, sure, you know, but you're working. Like, I, I don't know if you could make it and, you know, we're around, just let me know. And she made time for it. We went running together. And, and so whenever I hear of somebody like in town or close by in Europe, I'm always like, Hey, we should meet up for a run, you know, yes. you're coming through Zurich or, um, or I can get on a train and meet you in Italy. I mean, Switzerland is so small, so you can be you know, you can be anywhere within like two or three hours and I can be in Milan within like three and a half hours. So, so Lucy was also at one, she was, um, I think she was in, she was in Geneva and then they were going to be going to Italy for her wedding anniversary. And I said, Oh my God, you have to come through Zurich. You have, you know, we'll go up to the mountains and we'll hang out. And, um, and we did. Yeah. And it was great. <laughs> oh my gosh. I love that. I love and I just it. I love feel that like, put... like there's so many, you know, it is like, it is a big world. And I sort of feel sometimes that, um, you know, there's not that many, um, 
events here to meet other other mother runners I guess so I sort of like created it myself like this other runner um Alex who lives in Utah she's actually Swiss and she comes back every year to visit her parents and so we'll go running up in the mountains and I'm gonna see her in like a week she's gonna come over for Christmas to see her folks so, oh, so I always try to like create my own little meetup so I'm almost yeah no I love it I love it and I love that you um put yourself out there right because that's something that I think especially as you get a little bit older it, it can be harder to do but I will say that every time I hear of people you know requesting to meet with other mother runners or go for a run or have coffee or whatever it it doesn't end badly right it's not a it's not a tinder date <laughs> no, it's, no, uh, it's a no. lovely experience for the most it's part it's wonderful it's like i'm so happy that i've done it and i've had the chance to like run with so many great mother runners that's what my boys always call it they say are you meeting up with one of your mother runners mama and i'm like <laughs> yes i am <laughs> well and the good news is that they kind of i think they get you and they get your perspective um you wrote a little bit in your profile about learning to run in switzerland and taking a beginning running class can you tell us about that oh god <laughs> <It's so laughs> horrible yeah so i had been running for a while i think maybe a year or two i want to say and i signed up for this beginning running class that was supposed to prepare us for a 10k race like in maybe six or eight weeks or something and it was once a week and um and a friend of mine said well why are you why are you signing up for this beginning class you've been running for a while and I said because it's Switzerland and they probably expect a lot from us right from the start <laughs> and the first night I mean everybody was really nice and we went slow but the first night we ran 10k up a mountain in the dark on the street like I, I never run at night before on the street I was ran in the morning I was like wow and the guy that was um our coach um he didn't even have a watch and I said well how far are we going and he's like no idea I think we're just gonna go up here and around and I was like okay I'm glad I have my watch <laughs> see how far we're going oh and then after running 10k then we went into the gym and did like 20 minutes of strength training after and I was just like <laughs> oh it was it was funny but I was I was prepared for it so I wasn't in shock but it just like cracked me up because the Swiss are they're very they're very hardcore. They're super serious about their running. Um, you know, nobody would even, I mean, most Swiss wouldn't even sign up for a marathon unless they could do it in less than four hours. Wow. And, uh, wow. and a lot of the half marathons, and I only noticed this later, thank God. Um, I didn't notice it at the beginning when I started running, but, but a lot of the half marathons, um, the, the longest pacer that they'll have is for two hours and 15 minutes. Like that's the that's the longest, and that is not very inclusive. <laughs> no, no. Aren't Swiss supposed to be like neutral and not judgmental. I know, and I think like for your first half marathon, like, um, and and none of them are flat either. They're always like going up, you know, up hills and down, and you know, and I think like two hours and fifteen minutes is that's a pretty good time. And there is for one half marathon that does have it a two and a half hour pacer, but that's like the exception to the rule. So, so it's like, I never really see people like me out there. <laughs> it's, just yeah. like, it's always these like elite athletes or like super, super fast people, I guess. Um, and so you are going to go back to the Alex half in um, June, and then you are going to go to Berlin in September. Are they, do they, what's the cutoff in Berlin? Do they have one? Oh, Berlin, I think is, uh, I think it's like six and a half hours or seven. Okay. It's pretty long. But like in comparison, generous. like the Zurich marathon, the cutoff is five and a half hours. 
They run a tight ship in their later (laughs) version, huh? (laughs) Yeah, it's not very inclusive. (laughs) But before that, I'm going to be running the Bayshore Marathon in May with with Deborah and Lucy. So they kind of talked me into that one. So, and it's flat. Is the Bayshore in New Jersey? It's in Michigan. In Michigan, I'm sorry. Okay, Michigan. Nice. Nice. Well, awesome. Well, um, how do you say many happy miles off Deutsch? Oh, geez. Oh, viel, uh, I guess I would say, uh, viele freundliche Meilen. <laughs> Meilen. Viele freundliche Meilen. Well, thank you, Kim. Thank you for, for showing up internationally for us and being such a spirited and um, fun bammer to hang out with. And hopefully uh, we get to run together one day. Can, yeah, that would be great. When you come great. to Denver or when I come to Zurich on yes, one of my you you know, to... many trips there. <laughs> That's right. You should come here. Awesome. Take care. Okay. You too, Dimity. Thanks. All right, we know that uh, ball is going to drop in uh, Times Square pretty soon. It means it's going to be 2020. And I got to suggest that you make many happy miles a part of your new year. 2020, many happy miles 2.0. It'll include a mobile app that we are super excited about. And our many happy miles is next year in 2020, a leap year. It is 366 days of workouts. There's no race in it. And it is daily motivation, daily workouts. Uh, uh, You're going to have a private group on that app so you can chat about it. There's strength videos done by our own Dimity. She brings in uh, guests on webinars that will, again, take place on your phone. So all of Many Happy Miles is going to live in this amazing app. So you got to be part of it. And also you get really cute another mother oh no many happy miles tumblr i'm not much of a tumblr person so i don't actually have one to be looking at right now but um and then if you are re-upping if you were a part of it for 2019 and you're uh renewing your subscription you get this nifty pair of crew socks which we hear are all the rage among the young people so um anyway you got to be part of many happy miles you can go to www.manyhappymiles.com or you can go to anothermotherrunner.com and click on Many Happy Miles. This podcast was recorded in Portland, Oregon and produced by Alex Ward from Sounds Like Pictures. Many Happy Miles, whether on a treadmill or somewhere else. Music